When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, in today's episode, we're gonna talk about a battle that many traders face, and that's gonna be ego versus profits. Now, the answer may seem simple, right? Profits, after all, we get into trading to make money, but you'd be surprised at how much the ego plays a role, not just in the sense of me wanting to do my own thing, create my strategy so I can make money my way, but in this particular case, we're talking to a trader who's Ego played a role in the sense of, hey, I've studied all this stuff, I've trained myself in all of these things, and now I've decided to take a path, use a trading strategy that doesn't necessarily use the things I learned, and now I'm kind of feeling like I'm a waste, or I'm cheating, or I'm not earning my success. It's a very interesting conversation. I've had this uh, dilemma and debate myself as well, and I think that many of you guys will relate. So check it out. So I just, did, I just did a podcast on this. It's not, I don't know when it's coming out because I, I never know when I schedule these things. But um, there was a question I saw or a, a, a statement I guess I saw on Twitter talking about trading emotions and about kind of discretionary traders deal with more emotions than systems traders. And I think I put a poll out as well asking you know, do you think this is true or not? In fact, the poll question right now has been out for a little bit. I said, generally speaking, who tends to be more emotionally driven in their trading? System traders, discretionary traders, both equally. As of right now, only um, 8.3% said system traders, 77.8% said discretionary traders, 14% said both equally. And I went into the podcast talking about one of the, you know, about how ego plays a role. And one of the things about discretionary trading is that a lot of people like discretionary trading because it makes them feel like they're doing the work, right? Would you guys agree? What makes you feel like you're doing more work? Just waiting for a a green arrow or a red arrow to pop up on your screen that tells you when to buy or sell? Or like doing intense top-down analysis, manually drawing out labels, uh, levels of structure, right? Doing your own VS1s, dissecting candlestick formations, watching MACDs and stochastics cross for confirmation and executing the trade on a lower time frame while actively managing it, right? The second option, right? That's how, I mean, maybe I persuade you but with the the awesome voice acting there but the second option right it makes like it makes you feel like you're doing more work and as a trader especially if we're a trader with ego and i think all traders have egos to a certain extent because traders are entrepreneurs and all entrepreneurs have egos because our egos are kind of what want us to be entrepreneurs like we want to do something for ourselves um but yes and and even even in my career right so i've done system trading and stuff like that and and even in discretionary trading, right? So advanced pattern formations are discretionary trading. I I get zero joy. I get zero joy at this point from identifying an advanced pattern formation. Why? Because I don't really have a say in what I can do. There's no real analysis. Right? I mean, there's there's analysis obviously in, in identifying the swings and the drawing the fibs and but 
it's it's at this point it's pretty mechanical for me, right? X to A, A to B, B to C, B to C to D. Limit order goes there, stops go there. Boom, right? I get zero joy in that. I get a lot of joy by identifying a good structure trade, identifying a key level of structure, waiting for the right rejection candle. Ooh, higher high, higher close. Stop placement in the perfect level. Target placement at the perfect level, and then watching it hit. Ooh, baby. Mmm. Feel so good because I felt like I did it. So ego certainly plays a role. But I can tell you what, you can get that same boost out of a mechanical system. I, 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 and we'll go back to some of the questions later, but if you are a, a so Anthony, for example, who does our coding, Anthony gets joy out of seeing a VS1 level, identify a level of structure, price action, reversing at that level of structure, and rolling up. Why? Because Anthony coded our VS1s. If anyone is a, is a system developer, and we know how much time goes into a system. I, you know, I spoke, you mentioned, Kevin mentioned the, the DKC, right? I've been working on DKC the entire process for about two years. Now, the, the DKC specifically since the winter, so a few months, but the ideas from the DKC came from other stuff in years. And there's no analysis in the DKC. There's just no traditional kind of discretionary analysis, right? It's indicator based, right? It's Bollinger, no, Keltner channels. There you go, Keltner channels. Candlestick analysis, right? It's, it's black and white. Aside from that trend continuation side of it, that's a little bit iffy. Um, but the joy... Maybe you don't get the same day-to-day -day joy from it, the excitement of gambling, but the joy comes from you created it. You made it, Kevin, right? You made something and you know all the work that goes into making something, and now it's working. And the idea, and George's a good example, yeah, George says like microwave food versus making it from scratch, yeah. So the idea, and it's interesting because this is how society goes as well, right? Making food from scratch, ultimate joy. I, I, I love cooking. Making food from scratch, also time consuming. And at the end of the day, right, if, if we look at our priority, priorities, right, the end of the day, we want to be as productive, efficient as possible because that's what's going to allow us to free up time. Time is what we ultimately, hopefully, what we should want from trading. So, if I can put something in the microwave and get the same result, and, and again, obviously in cooking, it's not going to be the same result, but in trading, the result is to make money. So let's say if I can, if I can make a, a meal from scratch versus I can put something in the microwave or call and have someone make it for me and it doesn't cost me anything extra, would you want to consistently make it from scratch, right? The more efficient and productive way is to not do it. It's kind of like um, like the rules of entrepreneurship, right? Automation and delegation, right? I love like, and I struggle with this because I have ego, right? I love, I, I, I turn down people every day that want to create posts for me, that want to do editing for all these like shorts and Trading Coast podcasts, right? I don't have any production team or anything like that. Like I love going through videos and like, editing them and doing it myself because I have a passion for it. I used to work in the music industry, right? Little audio engineering. So I like looking at sound waves and doing all that fun stuff. It brings me joy, 
right? Not an effective use of my time. Right? Why? Because it takes me about two hours to produce a trading edge video, which is about 12 minutes. Where if I just recorded it, sent it to someone and said, hey, fix it up and put it on YouTube for me, boom, a better usage of time. Now again, I like doing that stuff. It's not something that I have to do for the business. It's more of a kind of enjoyment thing. We're not in trading for enjoyment, are we? We're in trading to make profit. So the question is, what's going to make you profit? Just like the gambling example I always told you, right? Once me and my buddy got good at gambling, after blowing a lot of money, we approached gambling with the same approach we approached trading, where we had a consistent, pro uh, consistent process. We went to the craps table and we laid down money on the same numbers every single time. And we didn't do different numbers until we made a certain amount of money. And we didn't remove money until we made another certain amount of money. Then we didn't do the fancy bets until we got a certain amount of money. And it was boring because everything, 648, 648, 648. But the point is, we weren't going, we were no longer going to the casino to get excitement and catch a show later if we want excitement, right? We were going there to make profit like a business. So the only thing that should matter in your trading is, does it make profit? So I know like you, you feel like you're wasting skills and you, and you guys can, can chime in. It feels like you're wasting the skills because you're not using it, but you are using it. Maybe you're not using top-down analysis, but you're using many of the skills that you've learned Half the, half the stuff that I've learned in my trading career, I don't use, right? How many times do we look at the stochastics and I talk about, hey, look at that, the hook and run on the stochastics or the crossover. I don't use any of that stuff in my trading. How many times do we look at like the MACD? How many times do I show you something on the chart where it's like, oh man, this is an amazing pattern, but I can't trade it, right? I have a lot of, I don't want to say use, I have a lot of knowledge in my head that I've learned that I can't use because it just doesn't make the cut. Going back to the, the Balogun situation with England. You've got a lot of good players. He, he didn't make the cut. Right? So there should be no shame, no discouragement in that, hey, I'm not doing things the way that makes me feel like I'm earning it. Right? The, the, the goal is to make money. Right? I mean, let's be honest. Right? The goal is to make money. And I can tell you this. After you're making money, you can go experiment with other stuff, right? Why am I doing all these strategies with indicators and stuff, right? Because I'm not necessarily an indicator first trader. I, I like discretionary trading. I like price action trading. But since I've been able to develop a consistently profitable trading career based on price action strategies, now I have time to play around with other type of stuff. So the goal was always this, right? Find something that makes you money because that's, that's the first goal, right? We want to make money. We want to have something that consistently prints money for us. Once your DKC or once your, your London breakout is consistently printing money for you and you have that itch to do something more price action based, more discretionary based, well, now you can do it while your main thing is making money. Now you've freed up time because you have something that's basically, I don't want to say automated, but it's, it's, it doesn't really require any maintenance, right? You kind of come in, you look for a signal, you do a little bit, you know, you got to use your eyes and whatnot but you don't have to spend hours breaking down a chart. So you've just freed up a lot of time. Well, what can you use that time for? 
Well, now you can use it to work on something else that maybe feeds the ego. Maybe you add something in the background that makes you fair. And maybe you, maybe you add it, maybe you never add it. But now you have time where you can add that other thing and, and fill that void. But the first goal is find something that makes you money. Obviously, it's, you know, it's got to mesh with your trading philosophy. You don't just like do a random system off the Internet and stuff like that. But, yeah, there, there should, there, there's no shame in, in saying, well, I don't feel like I'm not doing IPDE, right? Yeah, that stuff is fun, right, to certain people. Some people would much rather code. <laughs> Backtesting is also fun to certain people. <laughs> not everyone. But, yeah, find, find, something that, find something that makes you money. Execute that, and then you can add other things that fill those other voids in your 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 trading career. I did that again. I started with advanced pattern formation, which again, it's technically discretionary, but I don't really see it as like doing analysis. There was no top-down analysis in advanced pattern formations, right? But once I got a handful of those making money for me, I went back to what I really loved. I, I started as a price action trader. Like I, my first, the first things I tried to make work for me were like support and resistance, double tops, double bottoms, all the, the price action stuff. And I just wasn't good enough at it. And I was running out of time. So I said, hey, I got to do something that makes me money. I, you know, I also wasn't very disciplined as well. So patterns helped with the, the discipline. Um, but once those are running and those are, you know, patterns are pretty, I was a swing trader. So for our hourly charts, they don't come too often. I had all this extra time. So I was full-time trading. Um, so I said, hey, let's, now that I'm more knowledgeable, let's go back and make use of all this other knowledge that I had in my head. Experience allowed me to know it a little bit better. You know, you, you restudy and all that fun stuff. But then you go back and, you know, now I trade price action, support resistance, right, all the time. And there'll be more stuff. Again, like one day you may see me trade like flag patterns, rising wedges, falling. Like I like those type of things. I don't trade them because they don't fit into my trading plan, but I like them. Maybe one day I do trade. You never know. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And remember, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out. I'm all over social media at Akil Stokes RTM. Do not be shy about shooting me a message. Many of the questions that you ask become episodes of the Trading Coach Podcast. And remember, I started this podcast so that we can have a wider reach. Yes, I work with a smaller group of traders on a regular basis and helping them become consistently profitable. But that doesn't mean that I can't help others out there who don't have the opportunity to learn with us as well. So thank you for your support, rate, review, and I'll see you next episode.